Blog Talk Radio. Priestess and the Cauldron, <laughs> a podcast featuring Elvira Love and Deborah Voith, two out-of-the-broom-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC radio network. During each episode, Elvira and Deb will help you create rituals cast spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Deb, take it away. Well, hello, Elvira. <laughs> hello, Deb. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm um, I'm doing okay. I'm just um, yeah. I feel like I'm charged up and ready to go, and now I'm kind of going in circles, but I'm ready. <laughs> um, well, as long as we can yeah. travel in circles together, <laughs> we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've had a busy week. Um, and, oh, I just want to say, just starting out here, that um, today, continuing with our theme of harvest for the month of August today, after we check in with each other, our topic will be feeding our souls. But first, I just want to take a few minutes for us to, to check in with each other. And, yeah, I have had a... <laughs> A busy week. There has got to be some really crazy uh, planetary things going on because um, there. It's just um, it's been intense, and it's been intense. I would say for most of this month, um, I've had a busy week doing readings, doing a lot of candle work and jar work and stuff like that. Um, I had um, a lot of like celebrations and different things going on, like. Um, I had um, my anniversary come up, and so we celebrated that, and that was really fun. We went to a restaurant, which was uh, way too expensive, but very tasty, and that that was always fun. (laughs) Um, And then we went to Irish Fest the next day, and it was so crazy. It was just crowded as could be. It took us like, we started going down one street, and it, we moved, we were just locked in. We we moved like half a block in um, 15 minutes. And so then we kind of got out of there and took a different route and we were able to get in. And it, the thing was, is that there was Irish Fest and then there was also the singer uh, Jelly Roll was playing at the amphitheater. And so it was just nuts getting in there. But once we got in there, it was really very, very cool. And uh, I can't think of the name of the band right now but it's if you've ever seen the movie titanic and you've seen the people on the lower deck um dancing and uh singing 
the band that's playing um, in the movie is the band that was uh, that we saw over at Irish Fest. So that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And then I've also had um, some family come and stay with me for a while, um, which is which has been okay. But what I've noticed um, for myself lately is that if I don't make sure to create a way for me to experience downtime, you know, just a little bit of uh, regular solitude, I do get way off kilter. And so that's something that, you know, I, it's a very simple way. (laughs) One very simple way of feeding my soul is just to create that space of solitude a couple of times Mm -hmm. a week. Um, And, uh, by solitude, I don't really mean like just being alone to veg out in front of the TV, although I do that too sometimes. But I more mean just having like a bit of quality time to like process my thoughts and feelings. And so for me, this can be, you know, doing a bit of journaling or meditation or, or sometimes just kind of sitting quietly with my own thoughts. Because um, I feel like we get bombarded um, these days. Um, sometimes when I exercise, um, that also helps um, helps me feel a lot more grounded, and sometimes I'll get really, really good ideas when I'm uh, when I'm working out. Um, and so, lots of times I'll keep like a notepad near me because I get some of my best ideas when I'm active, and my physical energy is literally flowing. Um, but um, yeah, so what have you been up to over the past week, Elvira? Well, you know, it's been kind of <laughs> intriguing um last week was sort of one of those where i've been trying to get my ac in my car taken care of and that is because it's a 27 year old car it's a a real challenge so we're still on that um and everyone's joking that you know i'll get it done they know i will they feel it but i'll probably get it about the time i don't need it like closer to winter and i said yeah that's probably how the, the humor of the universe is and then I got to go and do a hot air balloon ride. Now, it wasn't a ride oh. like I anticipated because it was a little – it was a fair designed to generate some money for donation to a, a worthy cause of children and, and school and food and all that. But um, we got to go up in the hot air balloon and hover about 10 feet above oh, and stay there five minutes and come down. So it was my daughter, <laughs> my granddaughter, who's eight, and myself. And it's something my daughter and I have been trying to do for a while. And believe it or not, oh, I have found so cool. a place. <laughs> but it's just to choke you on cost, um, it's $450 per person to do a one-hour hot air balloon ride that they total of three Ooh. hours, prep one hour and one hour shutdown. In Sonoma County, wow. it's 175 <laughs> to 250 for an hour. So wow. I'm like, yeah. so. Yeah, but it's difference. It was it, it was exciting, and I think for me it was so it was liberating because you could get up, you felt it move, you know, kind of sway a bit, not a lot, and they were real adamant mm-hmm. that if it was pretty, you know, if there was any wind of specific nature, they would not go up, and that was the issue why it was it kind of went later for them to actually mm-hmm. start because we did have some wind, but that was really. Um, it was it was like I had a moment where I felt that I was neither of the earth 
um, and the body. I was just in this float space, like, and, you know, whatever. And I really definitely have to go do an actual trip on, a like, an hour-long ride. But that was the, mm-hmm. the, the biggest part. And then how metaphors happen. <laughs> you, you talk about, you know, having – um, doing exercise and, you know, I have done a lot of gym exercise, you know, on machines and I would have the same kind of thing with, you know, the aha moments mm-hmm. and, and thoughts and things. But my daughter wanted uh, all of us to go to this creek and, you know, because it was real hot. So we all went to this creek mm-hmm. and I'm not, I mm-hmm. found that I'm not really wanting to get all in the water, but I got, we went to this, to the, we had to cross the, the, the little creek and it was, it came up to your, you know, calves and then mm-hmm. get over to a, a shady side. And I kept thinking of the, tr- the, the thing crossing the Jordan, you know, and what that kind of meant is, you know, crossing over into a new part of your life. And it was a metaphor along with mm-hmm. this flying thing. So I don't know what that's going to turn oh. into or look like, but it left mm-hmm. me with this, this other feeling. And, and then, we started in with feeding our soul and that kind of, you know, mm-hmm. brought things up. So I, I'm kind of, mm-hmm. you know, looking at my part in this is obviously I will be talking about the chakras and, you know, some basic mm-hmm. things about that. And I think it tied in because, you know, when you think of mm-hmm. the air and being up there, I know that, you know, physically, it sets a certain chakra, but I look at it more like it, mm-hmm. it leads you up to the top chakra, the seventh chakra going up. Um, and what I was doing mm-hmm. with the physical going through the water crossing was, you know, sort of like the barrier between the first three chakras that are more rooted and mm-hmm. grounded in the, you know, the physical kind of world to the upper, which is the fourth and going up. So it was really kind of, yeah. I saw how it could come together for what we were going to talk about and, my own personal experience with it. So, oh but, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was, um, I love when those little um, kind of awakenings or uh, synchronicities happen mm-hmm. to us, you mm-hmm. know. And it's, mm-hmm. um, I feel like the more, um, just the more in tune I am with the environment and stuff like that, it is when I I will be in touch with those. Because I'm sure that they're happening all the time around me, but sometimes mm-hmm. I, I get tunnel vision because I'm too focused on my to-do list or some other mess, you know, and um, and I and I don't see those things. But I love when we do. I mean, that um, those are just really, really, you know, sweet little, you know, um, spots in, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. in the world around us. Um, um, so I was thinking, like, just starting out is um, to kind of go over, like, what might um, this feeding our souls topic really be about. And some of my thoughts uh, are that feeding our souls will be, like, somewhat individual, depending on what our needs are. Uh, like me mm-hmm. sensing that I need a regular routine of solitude as a way to connect with myself. Um and, and, you know, tap into the inner me. Um, sometimes, um, though, I will get too busy and focused on on the material world around me. And I can kind of, when I do that, I kind of lose my sense of uh, self and uh, and what I need. Uh, mm-hmm. And sometimes, 
um, I'm, we can have difficulties and and not really be sure what they are. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that um, when we're not feeding our souls, um, we're not you know balancing things out. This can show up in a variety of ways, like feeling stuck, um, not being able to move forward, or uh, feeling like you're having a hard time connecting with others, um, or or just being worried or anxious and or feeling kind of down but not really sure why. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, sometimes we can identify a very practical material reason for what's going on. And, um, and then it's just a matter of like simple problem solving. But sometimes we might need some spiritual or energetic first aid, especially... Mm-hmm. I think this is, you know, I want to highlight this, especially if we work with others and uh, perform divinations or do energy work or spell work, um, then we really need to maintain our own healthy state of well-being. And I think (laughs) um, a lot of people will be able to uh, relate to this, whether or not you do the kind of work we do. But, like, as a working witch, um, over the years, I've run into um, a wide array of problems with the occasional, like, energetic blockages, um, negative cording, mm-hmm. or um, just, uh, like, an accumulation of um, what you might call, like, psychic debris. And I've even had an occasional spirit attachment, ah, to name just a few issues that can arise, you know, and there's like so many, many more. And you don't necessarily have to be a witch to have things like that come up. Um, I believe a lot of energy workers, um, I've probably seen a lot of, you know, clients that are energy workers that have those sorts of issues come up too. And um, so today we're going to be taking a look at how uh, we can heal or maintain wholeness in these aspects of self, um, you know, and it's the type of stuff that you can't see, but you can very much feel it. Um, and I I believe that by just being mindful about it and feeding our souls is, you know, best way to go, you know, to kind of be proactive in in keeping yourself whole. And if you do that, I think that your, your work will be so much stronger. Um, right. Now, I know um, you were going to um, talk a little more uh, about just the, you know, being paying attention to, um, to our chakras and um, being in balance or what it feels like to be out of balance. Um, what are your thoughts on some of that? Well, you know, what I... I see here now, obviously, people know about the, the chakras, and for the most part, they're, you know, from a, uh, again, energy point of reference, whether you call them a chakra, mm-hmm. you call them an energy sphere or whatever, and they normally talk about seven of them because of starting mm-hmm. from what we would call the, the root, which is, you know, basically our crotch area, the root area, but I, I kind of want to mm-hmm. separate them and say we have the root, which is our legs, you know, go down and come up for the root chakra and the sacral and the um, the solar plexus are basically the trunk, and then you kind of move up 
to the heart and the throat and the brow, and those are like branches. So if you think of yourself like a tree, you've got a, a visual mm-hmm. on what's going on in terms of a way to see it. But the first chakra, of course, being the base, which is right there, it's about the ground <laughs> of being. It's survival. It's money. It's food. Mm-hmm. It's all the things that we talk about in terms <laughs> of that. And, um, you know, what we can do, and I'm, I'm basically, when you're out of balance, you're in fear, you're, you know, these are things that will affect you, they'll feel constriction physically or, you know, you know, mentally will be going in circles and things. What you can mm-hmm. do with that is, again, get physical. You can walk, you can dance, you can work oh, out, yeah. um, you know, yoga, even massage, because it brings you back into mm. your, your physical being and work <laughs> with that. And so you kind of move to the sacral, which basically is like for a woman, it's the womb area, and the general one is kind of mm-hmm. like in that, that center section just above the, the crotch area. And it's about pleasure and well-being. It's about um, the area of um, it's an emotional feel. It's about a, it's where we feel well-being and, and pleasure and abundance. So it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, <laughs> to help with that, you know, it's about getting creative. So, you know, write a poem, start to journal, play with oh. your pet, you know, try and, and paint a picture. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. very, you know, work with plants, that kind of thing, pot plants, mm-hmm. that, that kind of abundance feeling that you do. You go to the third mm-hmm. chakra, which, of course, is the solar plexus, and that's the power center. That's where we have, you know, power and self-worth mm-hmm. and, the areas of um, self-esteem and self-confidence. And um, that one, you know, again, you look at what can you do if you're having an issue there, and it's usually, you know, a way to um, to find a way of getting and enjoying exploring. Look at something new. Go out and find <laughs> something mm. that you can do that's new, um, you know, challenge yourself a little bit to get out, start a course mm-hmm. of studies, you know, do something mm-hmm. that starts you to do something out of your, um, out of your comfort zone because it's pushing you to learn, to go farther, to gain more empowerment. And mm-hmm. when you get to the heart chakra, of course, we all know that's, you know, love and joy and all of this, you know, with people and family and, and all of this, this process. And that is really where you learn to, if you've got, when it feel constricted, you feel unloved, you feel, you know, even physical pain in the body can be, worked. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying it's the answer and don't go see a, you know, a doctor because mm-hmm. of it, but it's the idea that these are things that mm-hmm. are, are constricting so open your heart and you know basically I think things like see funny movies and learn to laugh like you know find a movie that you love Mm -hmm. um go out for a walk get in water get in water you know put your feet in water Mm -hmm. just like I did when I walked (laughs) across the creek and that kind Mm -hmm. of a thing and you know find yourself Find things that will make you smile, you know, even if it's just Mm -hmm. something that you go out and you see a hummingbird that suddenly comes around your hummingbird feeder. I mean, that always makes me feel happy, (laughs) you know. Um, Your fifth chakra is basically effective communication. 
it's it is a way to self-express it's your willpower it's speaking the truth you know and and being mm-hmm. able to put forth things and as far mm-hmm. as that's concerned it's um it's interesting it's like chanting you know um even a prayer mm-hmm. if you say it out loud mm-hmm. you start utilizing your voice um find mm-hmm. friends that you can tell silly funny stories to i go into <laughs> two or three different things that I've told people over the period of time of, mm-hmm. you know, that people will look at me and they'll start to laugh and say, you really did that. And I go, yes, I really did that. And <laughs> I'm looking at it now going, I was crazy. Um, but it's also, you know, the idea of finding a way to um, be thankful for what you have. It's about showing gratitude. It's an area to show gratitude, thankful for what you do have, mm-hmm. whatever that is, even if it's small, that kind of a thing. Your fifth chakra, of course, is your brow. It's the third eye. It's, you know, got um, the area of the ability to think, to discern, to, you know, make decisions, intuition, um, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of process to, to look, you know, use wisdom in our, in our daily lives. And, of course, you know, that is part of the, you know, area to learn. Basically, it's about meditating. I think that's the best way to stop our mind from chattering. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is do childlike (laughs) things. Uh, Paint a picture Mm -hmm. with your fingers, like finger painting. And um, Mm -hmm. there are things that I have done, like (laughs) my granddaughter has these wonderful magnetic blocks, and you can make Mm -hmm. all kinds of things. Go out and buy them and make them. Have a child's toy and make these Mm -hmm. things. Feel feel that, that energy of being able to, you know, look at the world in a completely open and childlike way, even if the world has been shitty to you. And, of course, then we get to our seventh chakra, which is, you know, the one that basically is the use of information for our health and happiness. It's also the one that, Mm -hmm. you know, links us with, you know, beauty and refinement and spirituality and, you know, channeling all this wonderful Mm -hmm. energy from a higher level. And that one really is about um, when you really get into it, it's be reflective. It's about reflection. Mm-hmm. Find something beautiful about yourself, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Look in the mirror and smile at yourself. No matter what you, you know, <laughs> quote, have, you know, all these things, well, I got wrinkles or uh, my face has gotten mm-hmm. narrower as I've gotten older or, you know, I got jowls or whatever. Mm-hmm. Smile at you. You know, because when you look at the eyes, you're mm-hmm. looking at your own eyes, you're looking at your mm. inner beauty, and it's the inner beauty you're smiling at. So mm-hmm. um, I know that's really quick and incredibly fast to, to go over so many things mm-hmm. and possibilities, but mm-hmm. I noticed that it's, it's like for each area from, you know, survival to, you know, through that aspect of pleasure and opening, you know, what do I have that, you know, like I create and then, you know, that mm-hmm. aspect of power and love and speaking and, you know, seeing from the mm-hmm. third eye and up. It's all about what does a tree do? It goes from the roots up and mm-hmm. it works its way through. So that energy is what we're looking at bringing the flow in and feeding it in different mm-hmm. ways. Sometimes it's something that, you know, one of the things I saw a lot of when I was doing my research is like, get out, walk, you know, <laughs> see something, you know, do something. Mm-hmm. And I know that 
you know, in my particular place, it's super hot, and they're telling us, be careful about, you know, staying out too long. But, you know, mm-hmm. it still means finding the time, finding that time. Mm-hmm. So I kind of threw all that out, and obviously, what, you know, do you have anything you can add or that you would like to, you know, kind of expound on for um. the next four minutes before our commercial? <laughs> yeah. Well, just a couple short things is that um, – I've noticed um, just with clients that, and I think that this might be like a post-COVID thing, um, is that a lot of um, people are feeling very cut off from other people still. Like I see, mm-hmm. um, I see more people getting out and about, but I think that there, um, there's like a residual after that whole mm-hmm. um, time frame of people being like closeted and. Um, mm-hmm you know, putting a guard up and, and trying to interact with people as little as possible, I think that there's still kind of a, a shadow from that. And um, so I wouldn't be surprised um, to find, you know, many people that have like, uh, that feel like they're very off balance. Um, another thought I had was with the root chakra, um, I've heard that that's also like um, a lot of times where the energy from um, your ancestral connection will come mm-hmm. through, and if that's real off balance, sometimes that can be traced back to um, to you know problems, um, traumas, or concerns um, you know within the family lineage. Have Have you ever mm-hmm. heard anything like that? Oh yes. Yes, well, if you think of where yeah. are your roots, you know, as the Scots say, your roots, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but, yes, I would right. definitely say that that is something there that also, you know, I mean, we're not just this body. We are a collection of many generations of, you know, DNA that has come down in science ways, but also in spirit ways. Mm-hmm. So I do believe there's a lot there that I think when we get to your mm-hmm. topic, your side of the, you know, what you want to share and some of the things there, I think that mm-hmm. it, it's a multifaceted way to look at um, how to feed our souls, our, our physical, mm-hmm. our emotional, our mental, and our spiritual bodies, which are yes. all part of the, the, the whole collective. We're kind of like a, a mm-hmm. tribe unto ourselves, so to speak. So Yes, um, and that's why I think it's so individual and so different for for each mm-hmm. of us. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of um, sussing that out for ourselves. Um, yeah. I think we're getting pretty close to break time here. Um, yeah, looks like we are. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes, we are. We are. We are definitely. So, I guess I will stop talking and let yeah. you introduce our break. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. Of you wonderful witcherinos, we are now taking a break and we will be back soon. <laughs> You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. L-M-C. You're listening to the LMC Radio Network, 
Broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Contraman. Sundays, 3 to 4.30. Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places with Reverend Art and Reverend James. Mondays, 4 to 5.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain in syndication. Tuesdays, The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Deborah Voigt. Tuesdays, 4 to 5. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay. In syndication, Thursdays. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern. Sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California and online at luckymojo.com. We're back. And we're back. <laughs> Yay. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That yeah. I do, too. I do, too. It's <laughs> such an energizer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm glad that you um, just kind of covered, like, the, the major chakras and uh, the energy associated with them and how to um, kind of bring those back into balance if we're feeling off balance. Um, I believe like some, for the most part, I believe that most of us can kind of tell, you know, like something's not quite right and we can kind of assess our own energy field and, and get in touch with what, um, where we're off, you know, and, um, then just take simple, um, steps to, to help that. Um, I, also think that like if um if we're sometimes we're not able to tell it's like we know that something's not quite right we feel real off balance and so um that would be a good time to either go um you know have uh an energy assessment done by someone who is like a reiki person or in some other tradition of um energy work and have them assess your energy field um Lots of times we can find out um, or get validation on what um, what's going on with us. Um, another way is um, if you have someone who's a, a, a very good reader and is able to um, to do a reading um, to kind of uh, figure out like which um, what's going on um, with you and. I know one simple form that I like is I'll, um, for a real basic energy assessment, sometimes I'll do like a um, a seven-card tarot spread um, for each of the seven major chakras just to kind of get, um, get a sense of what's going on there. Um, but sometimes it's more than that. Sometimes... Um, there's um, more going on. And lots of times I think that I have tended to kind of like push forward and um, and just keep, you know, keep working and keep going and not realizing that things are not, are not quite right. Um, and even though I do energy work, um, there are um, 
things that can be going on, like um, psychic debris. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that any time that we do, um, any time that we do ritual or that we do energy work with another person, or um, like you know, doing soul retrievals or past life um, healing and stuff like that, it does produce a, an amount of psychic debris. And so, um, I think just being mindful of that for any of us that are um, energy workers or um, witches or spellcasters, diviners, um, just to be mindful of that and to kind of do a, like a routine cleansing. Um, mm-hmm. like cleansing of your space and cleansing, individual cleansing of yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes that can be as simple as just, you know, uh, taking, doing a salt rub during um, during a shower. Um, right. There's other, you know, wonderful herbs that can be added like um, basil or hyssop, um, rue, um, depending on um, what the focus is. Um, I know hyssop, I always think of hyssop for, like, individual cleansing. Um, mm-hmm. And rue uh, or agrimony more for if there's external things that are messing with you. Um, mm-hmm. But for psychic debris, um, I think just some good basic um, kosher salt. Um, right. And, um, yeah, yeah. Have you had any experiences with any of that? Well, you know, it was interesting you were talking about that, you know, and thinking what kinds of things, especially if you're not, say, a worker in the field of, you know, Reiki mm-hmm. or energy or tarot or witchy stuff, is that you need mm-hmm. to, you know, feel out, you know, um, something that's not related to your thinking. You know, something, you know, because we can, mm-hmm. we can pick up a lot of stuff and off-balance ourselves at any given time mm-hmm. wherever we go. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, we can do our protection and we can do all these things. But, you know, for people that maybe are not as uh, going into it as deeply, I think, you know, if mm-hmm. you start to have some heavy <laughs> feelings that are outside of your own, you might question it and, you mm-hmm. know, see, you know, the chances are they're, you know, coming into your field that it's not really yours, feelings and thoughts that keep hammering at you, um, possibly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even sudden or dramatic emotional changes that feel discordant, you know, coming into your energy field, mm-hmm. um, oh, sure. stuff that's kind of going through you, you know, badgering you like you were wrong, you were wrong, um, or feeling mm-hmm. exhausted or weak, you know. There's right, something right. there that physical experiences, pressures and heat and, you know, things mm-hmm. of that nature that affect our, for people mm-hmm. that maybe are doing something that it would create that but that it just happens and that's the other part of Mm -hmm. number one getting some kind of external help maybe to identify it or you know Mm -hmm. start with the ideas of the simple things that I suggested for the 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 areas that you know might be kind of Mm -hmm. helpful like walking etc and yoga and meditation Mm -hmm. but I definitely for what you're talking about you know in getting an external help um, these mm-hmm. other things are also just good for people who don't necessarily do the work that we do. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, there's, um, I know that um, sometimes when I'm feeling off, you know, it, it is just a matter of getting that, that quietness um, to, to get in touch with whatever that is. 
Um, I know that I've had others, you know, throw harmful things my way. That that hasn't happened very often, though, but a couple of times it has. I think what's happened more is I can kind of um, cross myself up <laughs> more than mm-hmm. anything else mm-hmm. with, you know, with my thoughts getting um, getting too uh, tunnel vision, you know. Um, right. Like I can, you know, start out with something where it's like, you know, I start at point A and I go to point Z already without even validating any of it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. whether that's mm-hmm. the worst case scenario or the best case scenario. And so it really, really helps to have uh, a sounding board and have people that you trust to just kind of say like, to check in and be like, okay, this is what yeah. I'm perceiving. You know, what do you see? <laughs> right, um, right. And yeah, you know, but then, what we would call a, a support system, whether it's family yes. or friends or a, you mm-hmm. know, a spiritual advisor or somebody that is a part of yes. that part. I know that a lot of us mm-hmm. um, go well, especially after COVID and, you know, the isolation aspect. Mm-hmm. But we still learned to reach out through conversations, through calling someone just to, mm-hmm. you know, as a sounding board, as you said. So, yeah. 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 Yes, but. we are all connected. And it really, it really, you know, post-COVID, I think it is really important for people to start getting back out there and and reconnecting with people and um yeah, I think, you know, virtual stuff is nice. It's it's you know it helps, but it's it's not the same I don't think as really like getting and being with other people. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I kinda of talked about um yeah, I kinda of talked about, you know, psychic debris, which is a real common uh thing, but then there are um things that can go on where we need like um a little more help as far as um, keeping ourselves whole and um, and healing whatever you know whatever it is that you know that we have going on and some you know some of the work that I do is I do do um, past life healings and I also do soul retrievals and um, just to kind of put out, you know, generally what that is, is um, soul retrieval is um, just the process of recovering a lost uh, piece of your of yourself or your soul, which is splintered off. And, and that usually happens, you know, due to uh, a traumatic event um, and then bringing that piece back um, to reunite with the rest of yourself um, as a way to heal and make yourself whole again. And um, there can be, you know, lots, lots of different reasons that that happens. Um, some people will call it soul loss. Um, the psychological term for it might be dis- dissociation. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it actually is a very ancient process, I think. Um, and I'm not, I'm not a shaman. Um, I think some of the things I do are shamanistic. Um, mm-hmm. I've always kind of approached things from a very much of an energetic standpoint. Um, I have a background as um, a registered nurse. And so I've always like kind of searched out ways of healing, ways of, you know, 
helping someone to, you know, to become whole again. Mm-hmm. And so, um, <laughs> um, and so I think it was kind of like an outreach or branching out more beyond, um, the Reiki that I was doing. Um, mm-hmm. I know back, I think I started doing them like, I don't know, maybe 2007 or so. And, um, I just, the reason was because I started having people showing up who were describing what I would think of as um, soul fragmentation or soul loss. And um, so I searched out ways to to help with that. And um, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to kind of talk about maybe some of the possible causes of that and maybe what some of the symptoms of that might be. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, well, some of the things that can cause um, soul loss is um, the loss of a loved one through either death or divorce, um, experiencing any kind of abandonment, um, witnessing catastrophic accidents or events, uh, witnessing acts of violence. Um, even losing a job or a business or an income. Um, a lot of people that are former military have PTSD, and some of them um, might even have experienced some soul loss. Um, having any kind of um, ch- childhood or adulthood, <laughs> like any kind of abuse, um, whether it's physical, sexual, emotional, whatever. I mean, that can be enough of a shock to cause um, parts of ourselves to splinter off. You know, because when that happens, it's very much a, um, it's like a defense mechanism. It's a way for the person to kind of, um, like, cube off or partition off that part of themselves and kind of dissociate from what's happening so that they don't feel the full impact of that. But and some people can do that and not experience soul loss, but some people do. And, um, you know, alcohol and drug addiction can um, can be a reason for that or severe physical illness and surgery. Um, but um, I wanted to talk about, like, some of the possible symptoms because these can vary, and this is... Um, some of the things are, uh, some people might go through some of these things and not experience soul loss, and some people do, you know. And so it just, you know, it's very individual. And mm. some of the symptoms might be uh, like chronic feelings of sadness and depression, mm-hmm. chronic sleep disorders. Um, feeling empty is a real common um, description or feeling numb like your feelings are frozen um, and feeling stuck or unable to move forward in life. Um, Oh, and this is something I was going to say before. As you were talking, it made me think of immune deficiency disorders where I think that, you know, when we have, yeah, when we're real out of balance, um, a lot of times that does, like, compromise our immunity. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Some people might... uh, complain of like having memory gaps, you know, either in their childhood or adulthood. 
um, or chronic, chronic feelings, you know, chronic unwanted feelings like unresolved anger or mm-hmm. fear or right. chronic unresolved grief um, are come up a lot. Um, chronic pain. Um, mm-hmm. I had a, a, a very good friend who... Um, I think I talked when I was on Art's show, I talked about this, but um, I called, her name was Mary, but I called her Veda. She's, she's passed away now. Um, but I called her Veda because she reminded me of the little girl in that movie. Um, she's like the daughter of this funeral director, and um, she would always get like these um, physical symptoms of the person that died. And then she'd run to the doctor and say, <clears throat> what's wrong with me, you know? And um, And it was always, you know, um, just psychological. It was, you know, she never actually had any of the, you know, any physical disease, but it was enough that um, the trauma that she was going through um, lots of times would come about in that way. <laughs> um, wow. Something else that I notice about people is they have, like, uh, if you look into their eyes, they have that, that look of uh, nobody home sometimes. Yeah. 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 So, um, I, um, for, um, doing, uh, soul retrievals versus, uh, healing past lives, um, one of the things that I, you know, sometimes people will come to me and they don't know, they just feel like they need or would like to try one of those, but they're not sure what. And um, mm-hmm. and the way that I can kind of differentiate is that a lot of times when people have like um, something that has caused a soul retrieval or caused a soul splintering in, in um, they would benefit from the soul retrieval is that they had a traumatic event happen to them in this lifetime and they can remember it usually or else it can kind of trace back to the origins of it. In fact, all of the people that I've done, they knew exactly what it was. They knew exactly when their soul splintered. Um, And then I'll have other folks come in that'll have like, um, they'll have like vague symptoms that'll be, um, that they really can't trace to, um, to this lifetime. Um, they might have um, things going on where, um, okay, I'll tell a story about um, just to illuminate like what, what I mean by that is, okay, I had some troubling symptoms for a while when I was in my early 30s. And I, um, sorry, there's a, a siren going past outside here. Um, what I had happen um in my early 30s is that I kept having, um, you know, that sensation that you have, like, just when you're sleeping and you, like, feel like you're falling and then you kind of startle Mm -hmm. yourself and you wake yourself up. Well, that started happening to me, like, every night. And then, um, but then it started happening to me during the day, you know, when I was awake, you know, where I'd be walking down the hallway at work and I would feel as if I was falling and, you know, like the there was a sudden impact or something and I would startle and I was mm-hmm. like, what is, this is just weird. And anyway, so I ended up talking to, 
to someone, um, a reader who knew how to do some of these things. And, um, and I did um, a past life um, journey. And when I did that, I, um, the image that I got was that I was like a, a warrior in ancient times. I was on top of this stone wall and, um, and I got knocked off the wall and I fell to my death. And I, and I actually startled, you know, during the process of doing that and finding that out. But the thing that was really great was that afterwards, it's that symptom stopped happening. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so that was like, that's what um, doing like past life journeying, if you're having some odd sort of symptoms that you can't find the source of it in this this lifetime you can't you know um, point out what it is that's causing it sometimes it is a past life intrusion and um, and some of the things that people will um, describe with that is um, having you know either like some kind of odd odd boss thing coming up like that where they have no source for why, why it's happening some people right, might have right. like, um, a fear of going somewhere for no reason right. <laughs> or things of, of that nature. Um, yeah, so um, other things I've heard um, that uh, are possible clues or symptoms of a past life or past life mm-hmm. intrusion Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm is that the individual might experience like that strong sense of deja vu. Um, Right. Another thing that's kind of interesting is people, yeah, they might feel like a deep sense uh, of affiliation um, to either a set of people um, that are unrelated to you Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. or a strong aversion to a set of people that you have no experience with. Um, Yeah. Some people might have, um, they might feel drawn to certain places. Um, Another thing that I've seen come up a lot for people with past life intrusions is having recurrent dreams or nightmares. Um, Yeah, that's true. feeling like it's real familiar. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. I've heard some people have, uh, like, unusual memories that uh, no one else in your family has. Mm-hmm. Or having, like, some weird talent or ability that that's strikingly different from from the people in your family. Um, mm-hmm. And some people even think that, like, uh, being born with a birthmark, uh, a significant birthmark, can be, like, a, a sign, you know, a physical sign of a past life. Um, yeah. Well, we're, we're, oh, I know. we're like, we're at a time where we have to kind of look at our, our kind of wrapping up here. Only I, I'm sitting here going, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm listening. And then suddenly I look up and I go, oh, and you know, we're getting our reminders about time. And I'm like, oh, okay. God. You've got a lot of great, oh, great yeah. information. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. I, or thanks for the reminder. I mean, and thanks for saying that also. Um, yeah, I just um I could go on and on and um but it's I've seen like so so many people 
just really benefit from that whole experience of going back and reclaiming that part of themselves and and Mm -hmm. drawing it back into themselves, you know. Or, you know, on the other hand, if it's a past life um, issue that's intruding on present day, um, you know, just going back and seeing, I think, um, seeing like the root cause of it, it mm-hmm. it's very healing. Yeah, it's yeah. very healing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that helps definitely with you know the, the the feeding the soul because what you're doing is you're 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 bringing it back into wholeness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. the pieces from either past lives or you know the 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 actual experience that you have lost or fractured your present one. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I know because yeah. obviously I've had the same thing, different things for different mm-hmm. reasons, but, you know, I've done mm-hmm. the work with someone who was able to help me bring back, you know, whatever it was that I kind of lost. And, and there is a, a mm-hmm. there are physical things that happen with it as well as mental or emotional. So um, mm-hmm. that's the whole right. process. So, um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it, um, after you do something like that, whether, because I've done past life healing, um, and also soul retrieval have, I've gone through the process myself a couple of times and, um, it's, it's kind of like, um, there's like a whole energy cycle, I think where, um, for like a few weeks afterwards, you're, um, you'll notice like different changes going on just in your physical energy and your emotional energy. And um, sometimes you might have more information come to you, you know, via dreams. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or you'll see certain synchronicities pop up. <laughs> that'll be, right. you know, uh, yeah. That'll kind of be giving you more information or nudges from uh, from the universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah definitely directions <laughs> and, and things. Mm-hmm. So, well, it definitely yeah. you know this is a, a a very we've done a broad spectrum of things, but it is a it, it mm-hmm. is something that you know even some of the things that you know we can further discuss about what you do to help with the, the, the process of the soul and, and in giving mm-hmm. it life, giving it more energy. Um, you know, the idea of sparkle. So I think right. I like that idea. Yeah. I think that it's, it's, I think it's, um, feeding our soul is, is very individual and we can start to discover like the best ways, um, to feed our soul by lots of times by meditation work or by getting a reading from a knowledgeable um, mm-hmm. trusted reader or energy worker um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and learn you know learning some of the basics of balancing and grounding your energy um, right yeah and the use of visualization um, mm-hmm. lots of times and we are getting very, very close to the ending here. Um, yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so okay. I just, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I just so want to. Um, 
Yeah, I just want to wrap up by saying um, I think that, you know, we've just kind of scratched the surface on some of the things that you can do um, to feed your soul. Um, and I, I think that, you know, just being, you know, in tune with ourselves um, is the best, you know, the best that you can do. And um, so just to continue with our August theme of, um, of harvest, um, next week we'll be having a conversation about um, community harvest. Um, so more about like um, what we sow and what we reap um, mm-hmm. and how, you know, the community, how each individual kind of reflects what's going on in the community and vice versa. <laughs> And, you know, what we put out in the world individually as ourselves and mm-hmm. collectively mm-hmm. Uh, as the community. Right. So, right. Yeah. yeah. So I am going to say thank you very much, Deb, for <laughs> what you have <laughs> spoken of. I am sitting here kind of – I was taking notes. Thank you. I am always a note taker. And I want uh, to say thank you. I, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I yeah. I really appreciate the the time, and I look forward for mm-hmm. our next show. And I will kiss everyone a big hug and a kiss, and say fare thee well <laughs> until next week. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Elvira. You're yes, welcome. goodbye to everybody. Which on which well and which wisely, and we'll end. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio broadcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Central, and is available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website at witchpriestesscauldron.com. That's witchpriestesscauldron.com. Until next time, merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed be.